This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Joy Weekend Breakfast with Paul and Ando. And live from LA, we have now got Darren Hayes with us. Good morning and welcome to Joy Brecky, Darren. Oh, it's so lovely to be here. Wow, listen to that rapturous applause. We've, we've been telling our <laughs> listeners that you're coming on the show all morning and they've just surrounded the Victorian Pride Centre to really shout out and they were hoping, I think, you were going to be here in person, buddy. They're crashing the, the, the windows. It's a, it's a security risk. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we're holding them back here. Um, Dan, you've got to come over to, to Joy and look at the new Victorian Pride Centre uh, when you get back to Australia. But first off, congratulations on the album. It is stunning. Oh, thank you so much. You know, I was just telling someone the other day, like, I really did make this album with no expectations. I didn't have a label, didn't have a manager, didn't even really think I was going to make a big deal out of it. I thought I would just drop the album, like do a Taylor or yeah. a Beyonce. Just <laughs> And uh, I had a manager for a minute uh, who convinced me to maybe market it and make some videos. And I'm so glad that I did because the response has been so beautiful and uh, I'm so grateful. So thank you. And just let's talk about the, the video in a second. But it's it's the heart on the sleeve that I, mm. when I listened to it this week, um, there is so much of you that you've poured out into this. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, was it a cathartic process? Very much so. I mean, I, um, you know, I'm 50 and um, <laughs> thank you. I know you can't tell. Uh, I'm kidding. I grew up... For those playing at home, we were actually Zooming, so we're we're looking at Darren. And Darren, you're looking gorgeous, mate. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You're very sweet. Uh, I'm surrounded by hunks, so they're all gorgeous as well. Uh, No, I grew up in the 70s, and honestly, you know, I I just had such a struggle coming to terms with my sexuality, and it was was just such... you know, such a shameful, unnecessarily shameful experience mm. for me, I think, you know, just coming to terms with who I was. And and I think making the record was really necessary for me just as a human being to crawl out from underneath what is the album title. You know, yeah. that album title is for some people very clinical. It's a very provocative word. But for me as a 10 year old, you know, I used to think that just the thought crime of having a crush on a boy at school meant that I would uh, contract HIV and die just because mm. of who we are just who we are as as human beings and so that journey to where i am now where i can freely love another man and we can all be who we were born to be is just an extraordinary life that i never thought would be possible so it's a beautiful feeling there was one lyric um i was listening to hey matt and i i loved the lyric one time as a way to survive i decided to be king but the crown dug into my skin and the gold turned to be tin i mean that mm, just strikes beautiful. of a of a frightened person really trying to 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 get out and uh, that's just i think for me encapsulates such a vivid image yeah i think like a lot of actors or um pop stars you know my big thing when i was growing up was i had two big secrets one secret was i grew up in a household where my father was really violent he was an alcoholic mm. and we had domestic violence at home and i and so i think that growing up um i had a lot of secrets to hold hmm. and unnecessarily and then being a famous person being a pop star i tried to do that stuff i think in order to apologize for things that i never should have had to apologize for so making this record has been yes cathartic and and a sense of freedom yeah. what's what kind of role did did back in those days when you were selling millions and millions of records and you know so mm-hmm. recognizable 
what was the music industry like to be in as a closeted person? You know, you know, were they aware? What, yeah, what was it like? Well, my journey is so complicated because uh, shock horror. I was married to a woman. My yeah. sexuality sexuality was so so confusing because you know I married a, a woman and then once I got into the music business, I started meeting folks like all of us, and I realised oh maybe there is uh, a place for me maybe maybe i'm not straight maybe you know and and once i did come out i came out to friends family the record company whatever when i was in savage garden it was okay because i was next to very beautiful straight cisgendered gorgeous brad pitt looking man yeah so i could be i could be this sort of androgynous person yeah where it became a problem was when i went solo because then you know i was being compared to ricky martin i was being compared to uh, ironically who was gay himself but <laughs> to these men or, or um justin timberlake men who were being marketed as these sort of heartthrobs to women but i never tried to change who i was i was you know i was painting my nails wearing john paul gautier i never had a fake girlfriend like once I was out, I was out. And that became a huge problem because they really policed my image uh, down to even the what color my hair was, the, the, whether it was curly, whether it wasn't, whether there were females in my video. It was suffocating and it wow. was so hard on my self-esteem. You know, it was it made me feel repulsive, to be honest. And wow. it, it was it was really, really tough. It was really, really tough. Is there something a bit like a F.U.? to the industry with this current album you know the the, the the title alone homosexual it's kind of there's no beating around the bush yeah i mean the whole thing is this it's coded with fu's um <laughs> the back cover of the album is an homage to a michael jackson album cover that was rejected by his record company so wow. i'm i'm in lace yeah. and the album cover for bad was supposed to be that cover michael was doing an homage i think it was to um might have been a billy holiday album cover but the album cover for bad was supposed to be michael behind lace and the record oh. company said it's too fem it's too feminine and we were on the same label and so i decided Crazy. to do that when i made my video for insatiable it was uh you know it had to be reshot because i moved and danced and they felt that i looked too feminine when i made the video for i want you when you see me in that head brace and that beautiful uh, video directed by nigel dick who did baby hit me baby one more time all the britney videos whatever yeah. i only recently recently found out that i was in that contraption because everyone at the label was too afraid to tell me that when I moved I looked too feminine oh. so they decided to literally put me in a position where I couldn't move my hips so in oh. my music video for, let, for let's try being a, yeah let's let's try being in love um, I have the hair that I had now have now which they never let me have I dance which they never let me do mm. I kiss a man which they never let me do. Um, oh, that no, I just did you pick? Uh, <laughs> is it Scott Evans in one of your? Did clips? I pick, or, or did I stalk? Okay, yeah, okay, of cool. course I did. I like you. I like your choice. <laughs> Listen, I wanted to make sure that if I was going to be in a romantic situation, it was someone that I was legitimately. Uh, I had legitimate sexual chemistry with within the bounds yeah. of a monogamous relationship. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, <laughs> I had to tell my husband that I was like, "Honey, I got to go to work for two days oh. and make out with uh, Captain America's brother." Such a hard life. And we were talking before about some of the influences. You, you talked about um, Michael Jackson there, but Madonna, Prince, George, Michael—all these things have flown into "Homosexual" as an album. Just talk us through mm -hmm. those influences on you, Darren. 
Yes. Well, it was even deeper than that. So what I did was when I was a kid, I was really into collecting extended mixes on vinyl and 12-inch mixes, listening to Shep Pettibone, Madonna, George Michael. Uh, but then deeper than that, so understanding, well, who were they listening to? So it was going back to queer culture, um, Patrick Howley, Sylvester, looking at what was disco influenced mm. by? And a lot of it was, was black queer culture. A lot of it mm. was um, pioneers of um, the synthesizer. So really using that technology, um, using a lot of those synthesizers, really understanding that our joy, ironically on your station, <laughs> our queer joy came out of persecution. You know, that when I say in my song, you know, we've got to dance to remember them, that the dance floor is a place that queer culture has always gone to in times of great persecution, uh, a great sadness. You know, we've always found community in these hubs, these places of, of, of great safety. And music has always been that soothing balm, especially during the AIDS crisis. You know, when we didn't know what was happening, I, I don't know about you all, but I'm, I think I'm the oldest person in this room. So I have lost friends to HIV and it's tragic now because no one needs to die from, from that completely treatable virus. But I have lost friends to the virus. And w what was so beautiful about our community during the mid 90s was that nightclubs and dance music was the way that we danced that pain away yeah. and so I wanted to capture that feeling on this record because I didn't get to experience that as a famous person I was still hating myself yeah. um, so I created a world a sonic world on this record where I could go back and, and be that person and I think All You Pretty Things is the song we're talking about and the, the video is fantastic and I do think it's a great lyric we dance to remember them because that's what we do in the queer community you know we know how to enjoy ourselves and have fun and we're racked with pain and we're racked with trauma but the one thing we know how to do is to party and I think it that, that comes through in space on that track and the video I think with all the neon and all the, the fun and the upbeat um, synth noises is just amazing Darren it, it gives you that vibe but just give us the quick history of All You Pretty Things because it's actually written with a very um, deep and meaningful purpose hmm. it is yeah and, and thank you for saying that because I think uh, you know we're also tired of gay stories being tied in with trauma and sadness but when I made this record I wanted to acknowledge the history because I only stand here because of the giants that came before me I'm married for 17 years because of all of the political activists that, that came out of great violence and tragedy. One of those tragic moments, sadly, was the, the Pulse nightclub shooting in the US in mm. 2016. I live in a country that doesn't have gun laws like we have in Australia. No. Three or four times a day, there's a gun shooting. And unfortunately, Pulse was a, a, a gay club in the US that was also a, a Latin-themed night. So it was one of the smallest subsections of our community mm. that was targeted. And what, what really broke my heart was that we think of our places as the safest spaces we can be especially now yeah. I think when you when, when we talk about uh, the trans community that is so under fire and, and in America if you are black and trans you, you know your life is so in danger if you're in, in, mm. if you're in the sex industry if you're a sex worker in, in, in any sense of the word as well like it's just such a dangerous life and unnecessarily mm. and I was just thinking about all the, the vulnerable parts of our community that are picked on by politicians just to score points. So I wanted to make a tribute that was about, not about the perpetrator, not about any maudlin sense of just wallowing in the, the obvious tragedy, but just in the potential of a life that could maybe live on forever in song. So I think of that eternal disco. I think yeah. of that moment, you know, 
Anyone who's ever attended a wake at a funeral knows that there's something really significant that happens where you are able to forgive any grievances you have with anyone and you understand how short life is. And I think that's what I wanted to create with All You Pretty Things. So even though it was inspired by, by one tragic event, I would hope that anyone who's lost anyone, whether it be through uh, our co- queer community or just through life in general, this is a song that you can you can essentially say we live on through how we remember them through joy. Yeah. And through um, our, our lived experience, and and that is often on a dance floor. Absolutely, and it comes to in space. So you can you can see the video on YouTube if you want to go and take a look. It's it's out there. World Pride is coming to Sydney next year, Darren. You're going to be over here on tour. You're touring a whole of Australia in January and February. Yes, yeah, I can't wait. I I'm hoping I can pop by because I know Kylie. It's it's been announced, mm. right? I guess yeah. This. I yep. spoil anything. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Okay. Kylie's <laughs> doing the opening um, uh, ceremony. Oh. <laughs> which I'm so excited about. Uh, so I had the privilege of performing at Pride last year, which was just the highlight of my entire career. It was extraordinary. So if, if, if the production is going to be extraordinary. Anyone lucky enough to go is going to be uh, so lucky. My tour is 25 years of, of my entire career, which I, I can't wait. So if I get a chance to pop over to any event, I will. Um, but yeah, I'm touring everywhere from Perth all the way through to the Gold Coast, actually. It's the largest tour I've ever done of Australia. And, and I can't wait to come back. It's going to be wonderful. Darren, it's so wonderful to have you on Joy this morning. You must come back and talk to us again. We were just talking off air, actually. Maybe mm. we'll try and do this and you can co-host an entire show with us because then we can oh. bring in all your musical influences. We can dedicate a couple of hours just to talking all things. And because, you know, we're There's homosexuals so here as well. So and We haven't even talked about <laughs> Madonna. If, if, we, we can't do, if we can't do that here with, with you, then who listen, can we do I'm it with? the world's... I would love to. I'd love to see the new building. I'm the world's leading expert on Madonna and I'll fight you for that, anyone that's in the <laughs> Exactly. Studio. I want to uh, hear it all. No, I listen, I'm obsessed and I love what you do and I'm so grateful that you play my music, but also just for what, what you do for new music and emerging artists and you just give such a, an incredible platform for music that doesn't get played on, on mainstream music uh, radio and on behalf of all artists, just mm-hmm. thank you because you are the cutting edge of what's really happening. That's so beautiful. Thank you, thank thank you, you. Darren. Um, big congratulations again on the brand new album, Homosexual. Download it from wherever you download your music from. Get on and watch the Pretty Things video because it's amazing. Darren, thank you for joining us this morning. Have a great afternoon in LA and we will see you hopefully very, very soon in Australia. So much love. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.